Adalia is moving ashore right now between Tallahassee and Tampa. That's a big area. It's a big storm. And it's got a lot of wind. And it's bringing a huge storm surge that's going to cause a lot of problems to a less populated area. I won't say it's no population there, but it's a less populated area. If you were going to have a storm crash into Florida, this is where you'd want it to happen, right there, around there, what they call the Big Bend. We have the same type of deal here. You know where our Big Bend is. But uh, our coastal bend, okay, that would be an equivalent. And they've got a bend right there and uh, made that trip many, many times. And there's a lot of trees, big, tall, piney trees, but not a whole lot of people, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing, but it is going to affect people, no doubt about it. Uh, the storm surge is going to be devastating. It's going to be hard to deal with. Now, I've been in touch with family and friends over in Florida already, some of the both, you know, and uh, I can tell you that they've already been feeling the effects of this. So when you hear a meteorologist say it's going to happen between 6 and 9 our time this morning or 6 and 8 our time this morning, that's when the core of the storm really comes ashore. But they've been feeling the the effects of this storm since yesterday. Uh, in fact, uh, we hope at 6.30 we're going to be able to talk with John Hayward. He lives in Fort Myers. And we hope that we're going to be able to talk with him. Uh, if you remember last year, he was in the middle of, what was the name of the storm? Iris? Ida? What was the name of the storm? Ian. Ian, that's right. And so anyway, uh, they're already flooded down in Fort Myers, Florida right now. And they've had flooded streets since yesterday afternoon, late yesterday afternoon into the overnight hours. This is way north of Fort Myers. And like I said, north of Tampa. I just talked to some very dear friends in Tampa a couple of minutes ago, and there's really nothing going on in their area right now. So nothing too crazy is, is how he said. And this guy has been through storm after storm after storm with his beautiful wife, and they, they know how to deal with this stuff. So, uh, but it's it's a major storm. Um, I thought it was going to blow up into a Category 4, and it did. And it's been a Category 4 for the last couple of hours and and headed right toward that bend of of, uh, of Florida. And, again, the, the, the biggest issue that people are going to be dealing with over there is the, uh, is the storm surge. So we're going to keep an eye on it. We'll let you know what goes on. And as you know, Joseph Goebbels used to say, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. Goebbels lived by that. The Biden administration is living by that as well. I'll give you a couple of examples. The border is closed. The economy is awesome. My son died in combat in Iraq. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. Maui burned to the ground because of human-caused climate change. And now, ABC Television News, I was watching them yesterday. This hurricane that we're dealing with right now in Florida caused by human-impacted global climate change. In other words, the fact that you are waking up right now and you turn lights on, and you're going to go get in your vehicle, and you're going to take your Yeti with your hot liquid in it, and you're going to drive into work this morning, and you're going to turn the lights on at work, and you're going to work all day and all that kind of stuff. Well, you're putting terrible stuff into the air, and you, 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 you terrible humans, you, you humans got to go because you're causing wildfires in Maui, and now you're causing hurricanes down in the Texas Gulf. In fact, what they said was the Texas Gulf was fine until human-impacted uh, climate change caused the waters in the Gulf to uh, heat up, and this tropical depression suddenly turned into a hurricane. Now, they didn't present that in the report that I saw and the subsequent reports, they didn't present that as a theory. Like, some scientists believe that human-impacted global uh, warming or climate change has caused these weather events. No, 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 no. No, no, no. ABC presented it as fact, fact, that humans caused global climate change, which caused this hurricane. Humans. Again, 
If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. And that's what's happening right now with the weather situation. It's a lie. It's a big lie. It is not true. And they have been proven to be liars ever since Al Gore started this nonsense. And yet, they continue on this trek. They have all kinds of reasons for continuing on this trek. One of which, pretty interesting. Follow me for just a second, because 24 hours ago, we were talking about Maui and the land grab that's going on in Maui right now. But the people there are having their land taken away from them by these big developers because of a deal that was made with the governor of Hawaii and their real estate person, right? An, an, an unelected individual, Nani Maderos. And she is meeting with these big developers and handing the land that once belonged to homeowners, now foreclosing on that land without the homeowners having any say in it and handing it out to these big developers. And they're going to build these 15-minute cities and these beautiful things, blah, blah, blah. We talked about that yesterday. Well, in Florida, I can foresee something like that happening again due to a hurricane such as this. How so? Well, many of the insurance companies, major insurance companies, have left Florida altogether. State Farm and Allstate, two of the country's largest insurers, announced they're no longer going to write new homeowners policies down in Florida and California. Farmers scale back its business in Florida and California, laying off 11% of its workforce. That's 2,400 employees. Between 2019 and 2022, the cost borne by insurers of rebuilding and replacing damaged homes has surged by 55%. The cost of reinsurance, that's the type of insurance used by insurers to minimize risk, has risen between 30 and 40%. In other words, if you want to buy a homeowner's policy in Florida, no longer is it costing you between $1,500 and $2,000 a year. It's costing between $7,500 and $8,500 a year just to insure your home. So a lot of homeowners have said, no, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. So what does that mean? Well, homeowners are willing to take the risk in Florida of losing their home. In fact, here's a quote from Larry Farenholt. He's a 73-year-old retired attorney. He lives in Los Angeles. He said, it would probably be financially devastating if I lost my house, but I have enough money in savings to move into a condo in that event. You see, that's what these developers who have gone into business with the government in various places that's what they're building they're building condos and these condos are next to where you work in an assigned workplace like i was telling you about yesterday next to your assigned grocery store in a 15-minute city so in a situation like this a storm comes through or a wildfire wipes out devastates the people they don't have any insurance because the insurance companies raised their rates so high they either couldn't buy it or they pulled out of the area altogether. So they don't have any insurance. So what happens? They lose their home. They can't pay the mortgage. It goes back to the bank. What does the bank do? The bank sells it to who? The big developers. The big developers come in and build what? Condos and 15-minute cities like they're doing in Maui right now. So I predict that you're going to see more and more of that happen there in Florida as well. Remember, you'll own nothing and you're just going to love owning nothing. New poll numbers out for Donald Trump and the Republicans. Going to tell you about that. Uh, the Obama judge has uh, sounded off on the Donald Trump J6 case. We, we have a new Donald Trump song, by the way, I want you to hear in our next segment. That's coming up. The Biden administration is sending even more of your money and your armaments to Ukraine. They've got a brand new package they are going to unveil today. And the real president of the United States is not Joe Biden. Now, I've told you for, for two and a half years, it's Barack Obama. But I've got something else that points to a different president of the United States that is working right now. And I'll explain. Coming back, Trey Ware, KTSA. I don't know anybody that... San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> what is that in there, you big hippopotamus? Good Lord. <laughs>
What was that? Are you sleepy? Yeah, I'm waiting for you to toss a watermelon my way. <laughs> man. Yeah. Or Elaine. Yeah. I'll just throw her your way. Sure, why not? You chomp on her a little bit, man. Throw Jimmy your way. Well, she's a little too spicy for me. <laughs> That's just her mouth. Her mouth is just spicy. Yeah. It, she, she kicks in about that. Why is everybody asleep? Does everybody stay up late last night? Why are you are, Why are you guys the walking dead this morning? What in the world's going on around here anyway? Because we're normal and we sleep. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, and no, you no. don't? No, you're in radio. You're not supposed to sleep. You, no, we don't no, sleep you, in radio. You, that's what your job is. <laughs> you be alert. <laughs> I just run commercials. Elaine finds the stories. <laughs> Don knocks it out twice an hour and I wins an American award. I don't clock out until 6.30 at night. Yeah. Because yeah, no. I monitor Jack's show and that's I produce right. for Jack. She's yeah, always yeah. on duty. So right. my, no, you my keep golden bedtime is 8 o'clock. <laughs> You know what? I'm just a naturally, and I, it, it does, I know, because the, the boss even called me, you know, slapped me down at it one time, and Sean gets me every morning. But I am just naturally fired up. That's the way I is. If you if you guys knew my parents, Elaine knew my parents, if you guys knew my parents, you would know why I, I am. The, well, Jimmy, you know. Yeah, you know right. my dad. You you saw yeah. him walk down the hallway around here, skinny boy, hey. Huffing, gruffing, huffing and gruffing right. down the hallway. That's good. Go and on, I, come I on. just come by it naturally, don't I? It's just the way I is, baby. It's just the way I grew. I, I got it in my jeans. And I don't mean my size 34s that I got on. You are not wearing 34s. You wear 34 jeans. Really? Really? You don't no, wear no way. On. He's talking about his inseam. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> talking about from here to here is thirty-four. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about one leg. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happens to you, and Jeff? We're going to talk to you today. You know what happens to you eventually when you get to be close to the where I am in life? Which is what? Damn near. Go yeah, ahead. Damn near six. Thank you. <laughs> you know what happens to you? You, you back in the day, I used to wear twenty-seven thirty-fours, and it switched. That's yeah, switched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you shrink and yeah. you get wider. <laughs> what it the happens. hell? I always said your age becomes your waist. Well, I guess so, oh, but I, well, but why do your legs get shorter? I mean, I don't understand how I was twenty-seven thirty-four. Now that's all flipped. I don't so get all that. that extra weight you're carrying around. Oh, you thanks. shrink when you yeah. get older. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it like makes your knees more compact or something. I'm not sure. But. All right. Well, yeah. if I keep shrinking, I'm going to be walking out. I'm going to look like I'm two Benjamin feet tall. I'm, I'm going to be mini me. Yes. <laughs> Stupid biology. That's right. Right. Mini you know, me. Gravity sucks, man. Really, oh, in so many ways. Yeah. How are you going to ride your motorcycle? I don't know. <laughs> Get them training wheels. <laughs> hey, did you put up the motorcycle video? Yes, I you did. You did the motorcycle videos yes, up. I cool. Did. Yeah, I posted a, motor, a video. Check it out. It's uh, Why I Love Motorcycles Part 1. Okay. It's going to be a whole series. All right, cool. And it's on the KTSA page. Right. Yeah. So it's it, you giving your thoughts on why, I love why, motorcycles. why that culture is exciting That's to you. Exactly right. right. So it's not you like jumping over a series of Winnebago's like you Eagle might see that. Hey, I'd no, like to see that. No, he just pulled over to the tree that you That's right. That's at. exactly right. <laughs> you will see the tree in the background that is yeah. growing very abundantly. It's not a right. pecan, it's a pea tree. Tree. That's right. That's <laughs> what I call it, a pea tree. So <laughs> It ain't a Petri dish. They tray wear DNA in that tree all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. If they ever want to find out who I was, all they could do is test that tree. All right, so, Jeff, uh, now that you had to sit through all of that, sorry about that. What's on your mind this morning? Uh, I wanted to ask you if you've read the book, The Killing of Uncle Sam, or do you watch the YouTube uh, channel that says America's Untold Stories? No, I have not. Okay. If you get a chance, you ought to read that and uh, also watch that YouTube channel. Who wrote Killing of Uncle Sam? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, Rodney Brown, I believe, is his last name. Okay. He's, a preacher. He's a South African preacher. Oh, Rodney Howard Brown. Melbourne. Rodney yeah. Howard yeah. Brown. Yeah, I've seen him many times. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll check it out. Uh, okay. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. 210-599-5555. Well, Donald Trump has an enormous lead over his rivals down in Georgia. Uh, He's closing in on 60%, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution poll that was taken after he was indicted in Georgia. He gained six points. Six points after he was indicted in Georgia. He's 42 points ahead of Ron DeSantis. No other candidate broke double Digits. Mike Pence coming in at about 4%, so he's uh, in third place. 
The Obama judge who scheduled Donald Trump to be in court the day before Super Tuesday is now comparing January 6th with 9-11 and the Boston Marathon bombing. That's impossible for Donald Trump to get a fair trial, first of all, in D.C. with the jury pool, but second of all, with this judge. This judge, Tanya Chutkin, who is an Obama appointee and a giver of funds to uh, Democrat causes, the Trump lawyers should have already moved for her recusal. Already. But they have not done so yet, to my knowledge, and they need to, because she is not a fair and impartial judge. She will throw the book at uh, Donald Trump and try to lock him up, as she has done to others who were there on January 6th. Now, there is a brand-new Trump song out, a rap song, featuring an AI-generated Donald Trump um, voice. It is at the top of the iTunes rap chart. (laughs) First day out, the artist is uh, high-res, masquerading as Trump the Don, Trump the Don. It is a digital imitation of Donald Trump. And here are some of the lyrics. Out on bail, out on bail, I won't see inside a cell. I'm going to beat them RICO charges. And if I go to prison, you can't do me like the Clintons. I'll be laid up eating steak with Secret Service chilling. These DAs acting silly, my mugshot is worth a billy. Sold some merch and made a milli. Screaming orange, bad man. The world mad, thug life. Shout out all the MAGA-based chads. Coming for the deep state, I will stop the new world order, but before that, I finish the walls on the border. You know what? More than four million people have watched this. Those lyrics are just horrific, but, you know, Candace Owens kind of got behind it. She was dancing to it on her YouTube show. Donald Trump Jr. says it's hilarious. We'll let you decide what you think. Well, shout out Patriot J, Benny Johnson, Big Bongino, Alex Jones. And it's 538, Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. A couple of brand new videos up there for you today. Um, 210-599-5555. So politics, and, and this is classic, classic Barack Obama. Politics infects everything. It doesn't matter what you know side you're on. It doesn't. Nothing matters. All that matters is is that we bash the uh, oppo- you know the opposing team with politics. You politicize everything, everything. And as Goebbels said, let me just repeat his quote because this is what he believed, and this current bunch of commies, meaning Obama and his little lackey Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the rest of them. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it, and that's what they're doing. So right now, it's the politicization of our weather. ABC is participating in the politicization of our weather by saying yesterday, well, this is Hurricane Adalia is being caused by human-impacted global climate change. This is Goebbels at his worst. Absolutely at his worst. This hurricane is being caused because you drive an SUV. Because you eat food and cows fart. So if we got rid of you, humans, got rid of the cows in your SUV, then we wouldn't be having hurricanes. Locally, they're doing it with the Canyon Lake. With Canyon Lake. It's at an all-time low. It's at an all-time low. I just saw a deal on television. I saw a deal on TV all day yesterday. Canyon Lake at an all-time low. They're up there showing Canyon Lake. Yes, the water level is low. But you know what? I've been around how long, Don? Damn near 60 years. Canyon Lake goes down this time of year. You know why? You know why? Because typically we'll have dry summers. And what happens is to keep the outfitters happy, which I support, to make sure the business continues down on the Guadalupe and other places, you know, Comal and Guadalupe and all that, we keep the water flowing down that way. Release water. 
And every year about this time, you get uh, you get a story about how low Canyon Lake, how low can it go? How low can it go? Well, this year they're adding the fact that global warming is causing Canyon Lake to go down. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Jimmy, tell me about the hurricane history of our country and how many hurricanes in particular years. And I want everybody to pay close attention to the years and the hurricane number of hurricanes. Go right ahead. Data has been recorded since 1851. I'll give you the top four. The number one year, 2005, 15 hurricanes. Now, that was that was the Katrina year. Okay. All okay. right. Go right ahead. Number two, 2010, 12 hurricanes. Okay. Number three, 1969, 12 hurricanes. 19 when? 69. 1969. Well, hold on. We got number four. Uh-huh. In the year of 1887, 1887, 11 hurricanes. Do you think we had global warming in 1887? The SUVs were running rampant across yes, the prairies. Yes, they were, and cows were farting everywhere. <laughs> you know, see, that's the, that's the thing. When you look at the data and the truth of this, and you look at what Al Gore, who started all this nonsense with inconvenient truth, when you look at that and you compare it with the facts and the actual science, it doesn't match up. But who cares about that? Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. Power and control. You're not allowed to have an SUV because you have to be a surf, which means you walk to the place they tell you to work, where they tell you to shop, they take better than 80% of your income that they assign you, by the way, to take care of the elites, elites and serfs, the no middle class. It's happening right now, folks. It's happening right now, and they're using this nonsense of climate change, and you cause the climate change, and your SUV caused it. Really, how many SUVs were they driving in 1886? How many? Well, they had diesel wagons, I think. Yeah, <laughs> they the had a diesel grease in the wagon wheel. See, that was it. How many aeroplanes were flying in 1886? How many aeroplanes? So, you know, it's just absolute nonsense. But people believe nonsense when you tell them that the nonsense is a fact. <clears throat> Joe Biden is a great president. The economy is rocking. The border is closed. And my son died in combat in Iraq. Just a few of the lies that they have been telling over and over and over again, and they continue now to politicize our weather, and that's where we are. Oh, the other thing is, if we don't stop Putin over there, we'll have to stop him here. Because, you know, if he wins in Ukraine, he's going to come to North Carolina and certainly to Texas and start blowing stuff up in Texas. So we better stop him in North Carolina before Putin comes to Texas. Another lie being told over and over again so that Joe, and they're going to announce it today, another $250 million going to Ukraine today. They're doing this every week now, folks. Have you noticed? Have you noticed? It's every week, every week, your money that we don't actually have because we're how many trillions of dollars in debt? 30-some-odd at this point, about $36 trillion. We're sending missiles. We're sending 155 millimeters that we don't have. We're sending 105-millimeter artillery that we don't have, high-mobility um, artillery rocket systems, high-mores, 3 million rounds of small arms, ammunition, ambulances, so on and so forth. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said the United States and our allies and partners will stand united with Ukraine for as long as it takes. And still the people of Maui, I talked to my friend yesterday. Yeah. They have no communication. Right. They're not allowed to go see their property. They're yeah. not allowing them or the media in there. Because it's, it's not their property anymore. Right. It belongs to big well, developers. They, they're trying to uh, do insurance claims and stuff, mm -hmm. but they're still not allowed to go in there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they still can't communicate with anybody. There's no communications. See, There's no internet. And, and yet, another $250 million. 200, Do you think $250 million would help the folks in Maui? Do you think? I think so. Yeah, yeah it, it, it would, sure would. It would I mean, fix ain't nobody everything. in Ukraine looking yeah. for AT&T. Yeah, but instead of fixing Maui, 
He's sending it over to Ukraine once again, another 250, and they're doing it every week. Instead we, of taking care of American citizens. Remember last week, or, or two weeks ago when Maui hit, Joe was on the beach, and they asked Joe, and he said no comment, but at that very day that Maui hit, they said $700 per household one time, and on that very day they sent another $25 billion to Ukraine. $25 billion on the same day that Maui was going on. Now it's another $250 million. We're up to $120 billion and no accountability. Nobody knows where the money is going. Nobody knows anything about the money. That's one of the reasons that Tucker Carlson got fired. Cut three here, Jimmy. So Tucker goes on his Signal account, which is a message app. Supposed to be inviolable, you know, like you can't discover what those messages are. However, <clears throat> Tucker is a journalist. It's what he does for a living. He's a commentator, an opinion journalist, but he's still a journalist. Apparently, Tucker was trying to secure and is trying to secure an, an interview, as he well he should, with Vladimir Putin. Diane Sawyer went into a cave and talked to Osama bin Laden. Nobody on the left raised hell about that. Nobody. Nobody had a problem with her going in a cave and talking to Osama bin Laden. And the translator would tell her what he said. But they're losing their minds over us being able to hear why Vladimir Putin is doing what he's doing in Ukraine. Now, why doesn't your government want you to hear what Vladimir Putin has to say? Not that I would believe him necessarily, but it'd still be interesting to hear what he has to say. So Tucker's trying to set up the interview. And as you all know, as everybody in the world knows, the best interviewer alive today, right now, in any media is Tucker Carlson. Period. Nobody holds a candle to Tucker Carlson when it comes to doing an interview and asking questions and then allowing the room to breathe so that person can answer the question. Nobody. And our government is scared spitless about Tucker Carlson sitting down with Vladimir Putin. Now, I want to know why we're so concerned about that. I would think that our government would say, yeah, go ask the boy why he's doing it. I'd sure like to know. But instead, here's Tucker on a podcast with an unbelievable revelation. I say broke into my Signal account. I didn't know they could do. How do, how do you know the NSA broke into your signal? Because well, they admitted it. I got a call from somebody in Washington. This person said, you know, are you going to come to Washington anytime soon? Yeah, actually, I'm going to be up in a week. Meet me Sunday morning. So I go, and this person's like, are you planning a trip to go see Putin? And I was like, how would you know that? I haven't told anybody. I mean, anybody. Not my brother, not my wife, nobody. How would you know that? Because NSA pulled your text with this other person you were texting. How did you know that? Tucker was negotiating an interview with Vladimir Putin. Didn't tell his brother, didn't tell his wife. He told nobody that he was negotiating this. He had a text back and forth with his producers. NSA, according to him, and I believe him, NSA hacked into his account, and he was summoned to D.C. to explain why he wanted to interview Vladimir Putin. Welcome to your United States of America in the year 2023. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, Don Morgan here. And if it's been a minute since you've had a roof inspection done on your home, well, now might be a good time. Get in touch with the fine folks at Walton Roofing Company and line up a free roof inspection. It all starts with a phone call to 210-272-ROOF. Now, Walton Roofing Company, they've been in business for a long time. Since 1961, and they've done some amazing projects over the years, not just homes and neighborhoods throughout the state of Texas, but some major commercial projects as well. And whether you need a roof replaced due to damage caused by weather, trees, rodents, what have you, or maybe you just want an update to get a new look on your home, they can take care of you. If you need to get the insurance company involved, file the claim. Uh, they'll take it from there. Also, if you need some financing, Walton Roofing has some terrific financing opportunities for you right now as well. 
Again, their phone number is 210-272-ROOF. Walton Roofing, they've been building Texas Tough Roofs since 1961. At Fisher Investments, our clients know we... You know, on second thought, maybe all this weather and fire stuff is really being caused by human-impacted climate change. Maybe it really is. But maybe it's not your SUV that's doing it. Maybe it's not your barbecue grill. Or for those of you east of here in Goliad and Gonzales that have cows out in the field, maybe it's not your cow farts. You know? I noticed that this stuff really started to ramp up when we put up all them windmill farms and all them solar farms. And we cut back on using natural gas and oil out the ground that God put there. You know, those are the old dinosaurs that were killed off back in the day. God put that stuff there for us to use. And maybe just maybe it's not the fact that we're using oil, natural gas, that's causing it. Why don't we just throw it back at the greeny left and say it's the fact that we're not. Maybe we're supposed to be using that stuff and having all these windmills all over the world. And by the way, if you don't believe that they're massive windmill farms, go drive in West Texas and up in the Texas Panhandle and the Oklahoma Panhandle just for one second and take a look. And then look at all the solar panel farms. Go right over here, 1604 and I-10, and look at the solar panel farm over there. Just maybe it's the other way around. Because you know, if they want to argue... We didn't have this stuff until you started driving an SUV. I would argue we didn't have this stuff until we quit using fossil fuels. Could you imagine poor Don Quixote fighting all these windmills and windmill farms? Exactly. (laughs) So that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to be the new Al Gore. I'm going to start the convenient truth. And the convenient truth is (laughs) I need a movie. I need a book. The convenient truth is we need to use more fossil fuels in order to bring this stuff back down into balance the way it used to be. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, I'm Shane Routliff with Patriot Trees. And I- oh, yeah, moving ashore as we speak right now between Tallahassee and Tampa. A, a, a little bit of a less populated area. I talked to some family and friends over in Florida earlier today. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to John Hayward down in Fort Myers. This is way north of Fort Myers, but they did get some flooding in the streets there yesterday as she was moving along the coast and now going in uh, ashore. Just a couple of real quick observations. I've watched Fox all night. I was up before midnight last night, and they've had it on all night long. Yeah. And they've had their meteorologists down there. They're pushing their weather product, and they keep going, well, if you, if you want a full-time steady diet of this great weather coverage, you can join us on Fox Weather, blah, 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 blah you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, you really destroy your credibility when you're telling people, stay inside and stay safe while you're knee-deep in a flood yeah. <laughs> from a hurricane, which I'm watching a guy right now. And they're he, right in front of their hotel, and behind him is a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, he, it's all about still, placement. Still it's still open, by the way. It's still open, yeah, yeah. Starbucks don't close for nothing. No, man. Come and on. we just heard from John Hayward. Yeah. He said, no big deal for us, just yeah. some heavy rain, so he will be on with us. Well, and that's, right. that's what my friends in Tampa told me, too, when I was talking to them this morning. Ah, this is not a big deal. But it's north of them. It's between Tallahassee and, and Tampa right along the, the bend. But, of course, everybody's got to be Jim Cantore. Every, everybody wants their Jim Cantore moment, and it's, that's done. He's already done that. Yeah. He got blown away. I don't know where he is now. He's probably, what, South Africa somewhere? I, I th- yeah, he probably tied himself to a stop sign somewhere. Might have, you know? yeah. 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 And he's just waiting for another storm. Right. He stands there year-round. Because they don't bring him in unless it's unless they're serious. That's right. That's know? right. So, anyway, I you know, that, that what would be novel and what would get you an Emmy is if you just stayed in the studio with a lockdown camera and described what was going on instead right. of going out and standing. Everybody's yeah. done that now. Yeah. Everybody's been out there. And then I don't understand why they sent out this 98-pound, uh, uh, five-foot-tall girl to stand in the storm, too. Did you see her earlier? <laughs> I'm like, okay, she's a little bitty thing. All you got to do is spit at her, and she's going to fall over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Anyway, uh, it's it's going to be a big deal with the storm surge and all of that. And the governor said they've already had 14 tornado warnings. Yeah, no Ooh, doubt. Man. Governor DeSantis. No doubt. Well, the storm surge alone, you know, at 16 feet, yeah. uh, that's crazy, you know. 
Uh, somebody I wanted to point out, though, in the middle of all this, uh, in, in addition to, again, Ron DeSantis being faced with another natural disaster and another hurricane, and he did a fantastic job with Ida? Ian. 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 I cannot get it right. I can't get Ian. Ian in my head. But anyway, he did a great job with that. I mean, they were rebuilding bridges in one day. They had power back on in less than a day and all that. He's doing the same thing here. He has suspended his campaign not officially, but goes goes back to, deal, you know, he's being a governor, full-time governor now instead of campaigning for president. He's doing another great job. I just want to point out the linemen. When I say linemen, I should say line people. Huh? Is this 2023? Yes. The line people? Anyway, because there's women that climb the poles and put the lines back up. But uh, our, our folks from CPS are down there. They're on their way. They won't enter into Florida, as you've been reporting, Don, until this storm passes because we don't get any of them hurt. But they are heroes, man. When they go into something like this and you're standing knee-deep in water grabbing a power line. Now, admittingly, they shut the power off to those lines before they go grab it, but not every time. I mean, there are screw-ups that happen, and Mm -hmm. you reaching down for a line, man, that's crazy. And so they are the real heroes. The the first responders, obviously, we point them out all the time. We always talk about first responders. Uh, but really the, the guys who come in do the cleanup with the bulldozers and then come in and get the power back on and rebuild life, they, they are tremendous too. And they, just my feeling, just my opinion, you all can tell me if I'm wrong, but I just feel like they don't get enough attention and enough uh, accolades. So wait, yeah. good on you, the linemen and women and the other folks who are going to be doing the cleanup after all this is over. And those who coordinate the whole effort too. Right. You know, because at this point you don't really know how bad it's going to be. Well, and that's why, you know, DeSantis is kind of born for this. He really has. When you look at his track record at handling these situations, he gets people in place prior to it happening. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to play catch-up after it's over with, he's like, I got this person. Yesterday, he announced he had 30,000 linemen waiting, and more were on the way. And they were, like, waiting there with their trucks, ready to go instantaneously. He did that with Ian and got them back on right away and had their life back to some normalcy right away uh, in the Fort Myers area. So, anyway, uh, good on him. a government official being proactive? Yeah. What the hell's going on? I know. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) That's why he's going to be good in the Trump administration, I'm going to tell you right now. Anyway, we're watching it. It's coming ashore now. It's a big deal for them over there. And if you were going to fly over to Florida today, it's going to be a bumpy ride. And also South Carolina. Yeah, into the Carolinas as well. Yeah. Yeah. So take your Dramamine before you get on an airplane to fly that direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if a pilot's going to get up high enough to get over yeah, that thing. Or just stay home. Yeah, well, and take a Dramamine yeah, while you're at stay home. Stay here, you yeah. know. That's exactly right. Yeah. I don't think they serve enough alcohol on airplanes to cover that one, man, when you try to go through something like that. Well, you know, let's find out. <laughs> go right ahead. We select you. Yes. <laughs> All right. So back to the news for just a second here. California school district settles with mother after school transitioned her daughter without her consent. Landmark victory for parental rights, which is the battle of our time, folks. Parental rights is the fight of our time. California school district settled for $100,000 with a mother. 100000 That's nothing. With a mother who said her daughter was socially transitioned to a boy without parental knowledge or consent. Jessica Conan said her 11-year-old daughter, Alicia, was told by her school in the Spreckles Union School District in Monterey County That she'd be upset. From here, the school allowed her to use the boys' bathroom, used male pronouns to refer to her, and transitioned her away from her biological gender without talking to mom. Mom found out that her daughter, 11 years old, was being identified as male, transitioned without her knowledge, and she sued the district. She said they need to stay in their lane. Schools nowadays are so awful, she said. I'm not going to allow this to keep happening to children, so she's now becoming an activist. Well, the state of California has awarded a nine-year grant to a group that encourages students, children there, to identify as a wide variety of bizarre genders, including Fox 
gender. Now, when I was in school, we had foxes. But that meant a good-looking one. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man, she's a fox. Oh, he's a fox. She's I, a fox. I wrote that on a picture of a girl in See, middle school. See, you're such a fox. Yes, yeah, I right. Right. Never I understood right, 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 right. You didn't Never have that? Because they're Y'all pretty. Didn't have that? Foxes are pretty. You didn't have that. What did no. you have out there in uh, Arizona? Southern Arizona, next to the border. Yeah, what did you, you call <laughs> yeah. them? Coyotes. Yeah, all right. Oh, he's he's so good looking. He's a, looks like a coyote. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> whoop whoop! You know what? He <laughs> he might be a burrow someday. <laughs> he could be a burrow. All right. So anyway, uh, this is uh, millions of dollars going to the nonprofit called Gender Spectrum. Among the programs that they are teaching, students submit to school districts their pronouns on a six-page form before school begins, and whether the school staff needs to hide their use of pronouns from their parents. Pay attention closely. Quote, it's not always the case that caregivers are supportive of their child's gender. May I please repeat that to you? Quote, it's not always the case that caregivers, caregivers are supportive of their child's gender. They're not parents anymore. I've been telling you for many years, in a communist state, they have to place themselves, the government, between parent and child. Why? Because it makes the government their parent. You're not a parent, according to these folks in California. You are a caregiver. There are no parents. We've, we've changed the nomenclature. Remember what Goebbels said. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. No such thing as parents. You're a caregiver. You're not a parent. You're not a mommy because there's no such thing as women. You're not a daddy. You are a caregiver. And caregivers, continuing on with the information, not necessarily someone who will be a part of the gender support team, said Director of Training Carla Pena at the group's annual Gender Spectrum. which includes intro to neo-identities and neo-pronouns. Noun genders like fox gender, moon gender, rock gender, and even emoji self-pronouns. What the hell are we doing to our kids? You can be an emoji self. Like the, the colon with the, the parentheses and that makes the smile self. I kid you not. This is what they're teaching kids in California. That's where fox gender comes from. That's where moon gender comes from. That's where rock gender comes from. And guess what? Your caregiver at home, not your parent, there's no such thing as parents. Your caregiver at home has nothing to say about this. This is between you and me, the school, the state, and you, the student. Our youth are becoming more and more independent. How the hell is a five-year-old going to be independent? And their genders will change over time. But their caregivers should affirm those identities, unless, of course, they identify as a racial, ethnic, religious, or disability group that they are not a part of. So you can identify as fox and a moon and, a, and, a, and an emoji, emoji if you want to, but don't identify as being somebody of a different color or a disability. When are you people in the school going to start teaching reading, writing, arithmetic, how to do a sentence, how to read a book? When are you going to start teaching that? When are you going to start teaching civics? Like, you know, that Constitution thing? Oh, that's in your way, isn't it? You wouldn't teach that because that's in your way. Tucker Carlson has said for many years, and I agree with him, 
Look to Canada, not California. Canada, if you want to see what we're going to be. A Canadian father was thrown in jail because he misgendered his own teenage daughter. Robert Hoogland is his name. Took legal action. Canadian Children's Hospital in 2018 told him that his daughter, who was then 13, was going to be injected with testosterone despite him refusing to consent to it. But in Canada, yes, at 13 and even younger than that, yes, she can consent, and she did. He disagreed with the hospital. He said his daughter needed time and mental health support, not transgender medical interventions that can be irreversible. That's what he was very concerned about. You start jacking her up on testosterone, you remove her breast tissue, she's destroyed for life. It's mutilation is what it is. All this stuff is mutilation. It's criminal behavior. You're allowing the hospitals, you're allowing government officials to perform mutilation like Mangala used to do, and you call it gender transition surgery. No, it's child mutilation. It's destroying that child. The court said the girl could move forward with the testosterone and said Hoogland was barred from publicly misgendering his own daughter, meaning he could not refer to his own daughter as my daughter. Then they issued a, a, an edict for Canadian media. They were banned from publishing his name in any coverage. They called it a publication ban. Oh, the same thing happens here, folks. The same thing happens here. Despite the, corn, uh, the porn or the court conditions, Hoogland continued to speak out and was thrown in jail after he talked about the case and referred to his daughter as his daughter. He was being interviewed by the Federalist. He referred to his daughter as his daughter. They came and cuffed him, and they threw him in jail. And he said the hardest part, is knowing that one day you have a healthy child, and no matter how much you're fighting to protect that child of yours who you love, and as a parent, it's your responsibility to protect your child from these things, all you can do is watch because the government takes ultimate control and power and authority over your child, and the government starts injecting your child with testosterone and removing breast tissue. And you can't do anything about it. KTSA.com. And I'm Trey Ware, and Corindon Airlines is now opening up an adult-only zone. It's going to be in the front of the airplane, intended for business travelers and other passengers who are traveling without children. Love this idea a lot. I know Southwest has kicked that idea around, and uh, I don't know if any of the guys over at Southwest listen anymore now that they're all bean counters that run the joint, but uh, it'd be a great idea. Go ahead and let the families with kids get on first, and they sit in the back of the airplane. And then let the business travelers and adults that are traveling by themselves. And by the way, on this airplane in Europe, this Corindon, they're going to have a drape that separates the adult section from the uh, family section. I, I think it's a wonderful idea. I really do. Um, this is interesting to me. 9-11 is coming up. Joe Biden will be the first president since 9-11 to not go to New York to commemorate it. The first one. Joe's a little confused, so he's going to be in Alaska commemorating the attack on New York and Washington, D.C. Huh? Of course, it's obvious several things. First of all, Joe's not the president. Okay. Obama, all that rabble, they are the president. They're sending Kamala to New York to represent the president. He's going to Alaska to commemorate 9-11. Once again, now the proof that when he says that he's serving the president, Kamala Harris, that there you go. <laughs> there's, there's all the proof you need. The man himself says, yeah, I'm going to commemorate 9-11 in Alaska. They certainly don't want the media talking to this guy, right? They don't want him out walking around where the media can ask him questions, and he may fire off a really dumbass answer. So let's send him to 
the frozen tundra of Alaska in September to commemorate 9-11 instead of New York, instead of Washington, D.C. Randy, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead, sir. Yes, good morning, Trey. Long-time listener. Appreciate uh, you listening. What's on your mind, Randy? What's going on? Uh, well, you were talking about uh, the uh, identification, you know, kids identifying as this and that in California, but I'm here to tell you that uh, it's it's happening around here, too. Sure you know, it is. Uh, we, we live a little outside of Seguin, and, and there I know firsthand, I haven't seen it, but I know uh, that some of the kids are identifying as cats. Oh, yeah. And they are. Yeah, and they literally are putting litter boxes uh-huh. in the schools. Right. We've talked about it many times. That's exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost in every school. Uh, and you're absolutely right. They're putting litter boxes in the schools for the kids who are identifying as cats. Randy, it's something that's happening nationwide. That's why I talk about it here, so that parents here can be prepared for it. John Hayward is coming up next. Uvalco is the place with those great rock sores. I put a picture up on my Facebook page of the rock sore from Uvalco. Man, what a machine. It's a UTV, a side-by-side that's strong. It's got that turbo diesel from Mahindra under the hood. It looks like the old Willis Jeeps from wartime. Okay, you can get them in various colors, but they're tough, man. I mean, tough. I've tried to break it. (laughs) I really did. Well, I wanted to test it, you know. I wanted to see just how tough it was, and it held up to the tray test. It was really something else, and uh, I want you to go test drive one at Uvalco. They're in Uvalde, they're in Castroville, and they're over in Bernie as well, so just feel free to go to any of those places and test drive the all-new Roxor from Mahindra. And if you end up buying one, and everybody I've sent out there so far has said uh, they either bought one or they're close to buying one now, going to give you $300 to trick it out however you want to, big tires, light bar, whatever you want to put on this thing. But you're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love the power. You're going to love how tough it is. It's going to look good at the ranch or the deer lease this uh, this hunting season. It's called Roxor. It's from Uvalco. Go check it out. Hi, this is Joe Reinagle. You know, you've probably heard me talking about Seeker. Smart listener, when you stream us. Streaming radio now. This is News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Trey Ware at 637 now at KTSA. Going to John Hayward on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. And, John, before we get into our weekly review of political poo, let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about how you're doing. Um, I just talked to some friends in Tampa, and they're doing okay. Uh, there's not a big deal, nothing really major happening to them at the moment, although the eye of the storm, uh, the brunt of the storm, is now moving in north of Tampa between Tampa and Tallahassee. You're way south of all that, but I do understand you guys had some flooding yesterday. Yeah, some flooding, some wind, some rains, but it wasn't bad. We we weren't hit in any way like we were when uh, Hurricane Ian came ashore. So we're, we're lucky that way. But heart goes out to the people in the path of it. Hurricanes, there's category three, four. That's no joke when it comes right down your throat. Well, you're not kidding. And now, one of the saving graces, and uh, I've heard some of the national media refer to this, the area that is going to be hit the most is less populated, not unpopulated, but less populated than, say, a Fort Myers or a Tampa or a Tallahassee or an Orlando-type area as well. So if there's any saving grace to something with a 16-foot storm surge, and you can tell us something about how those storm surges work. That That is pretty horrifying. It's not like a tsunami. It, it's not a big wave that rolls in. It's just the water starts getting deeper and deeper, and it doesn't stop, and suddenly your house is underwater, and you, you can't believe it happened. It, it's fast. It's dangerous. And if you're stuck in an area that's getting a massive storm surge and you get flooded, it's going to be hard to get out of there. So you want to evacuate before the surge hits. You know, I was reading, too, that several of the big insurance companies have pulled out of Florida altogether or have just jacked their rates up so high that people just have given up trying to buy coverage for their homes in Florida. And unfortunately, when something like this happens, they end up losing their homes. That is a big struggle. It's difficult to force companies to do business. Of course, regulators have some ability to do that, but it's not surprising that some insurance companies would recoil from the losses they suffer during major hurricanes. It's been a concern in Florida forever. We've always been worried about getting hit by a big storm, having trouble getting claims filled, and then having the companies just stop selling policies. It's a perpetual concern in an area that suffers natural disasters. I was seeing on the news yesterday that that uh, where Florida homeowners were paying between 1500 and 2000 average, of course, for a uh, homeowner's policy, uh, now some of those same policies are costing between 7500 and 8500 
especially if you're in a flood prone area. That's where the, the prices really went up after everybody saw what happened in Ian from the surge. Now whole communities just got flooded and washed away. That's where the, the really big increases hit if you're in a flood area. Mm. Okay, to the politics for just a moment. Um, I, I don't know where to start. There's so much being thrown at us right now. We've got the latest uh, Biden scandal. Like every day, there's something new from this guy. Now we got 5,400 emails or thereabouts uh, where he used my name as a pseudonym for conducting <laughs> business. I mean, you know, come on. Of all the names he could have, he could have picked Hayward, but he, instead he, <laughs> he called himself aware. I don't want that guy in my family. Are you kidding me? Well, we should make that a contest. If, if Joe Biden picks your name in one of his pseudonyms to evade federal oversight, then you get a prize. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So we got that, you know, and uh, and and the Republicans have requested the information, and of, and of course, the National Archives are not, you know, coming forward with that information. All, all, all these, all this apparatus is all about covering for people in the sewer. I don't call it the swamp anymore, and they're covering for Joe and Andre. And they're pretty. They're pretty good at it too. I mean, look at what the what happened with Hunter and that sweetheart deal. This is blatant. It's in your face. They don't think they're going to suffer any repercussions for the cover-ups and the protections. They're going to make this go away, and they're they're pretty confident their media is not going to get terribly upset about it, and they don't think it's going to weigh on people during the presidential election. So I wouldn't really expect any accountability here. But as each bombshell hits, I really do hope the Republicans keep investigating. It's the only thing that keeps this in the public consciousness. They can force the media to cover some of this if they investigate and come up with hard evidence. But as we've seen, the media will still find a way to change the subject. And they do it every time. And, and that's what concerns me about this. We know he's a crook. We know that this, this is a criminal operation that he has been running with his son, or at least I believe that, uh, for quite some time in selling influence in the, the highest levels of power. Just look at Ukraine and, and what they've been doing there. And you've, you, you, you don't see this big groundswell among the media. Now, you know, again, let's play this game, but if, if it were Trump, you know, and Trump was accused of doing half the stuff, or DeSantis accused of doing half the stuff that these guys are, are accused of doing, they'd already be in jail. Yeah, I, I think the email revelation that you mentioned from the other day of the 5,000 illegal emails, that alone would have stopped the presses, that we'd be hearing about nothing else today if that was a Republican. They would be screaming to the heavens about how it was an obvious attempt to evade oversight and obviously nefarious activities were involved. They'd be writing narratives, big news media, splashy analysis pieces about how Hunter is Joe's bag man, and that's obviously how they were communicating with these emails. But they're Democrats, so it's not a big deal. Okay, finally... Um... You know, to Democrats, conservatives are worse than killers and rapists and gangbangers and drug dealers and car thieves. Any criminal is better than, than a conservative if you're, if you're a Democrat. And I want to talk about the governor of Florida for just a minute who has temporarily suspended his uh, campaign uh, to be the governor and run the operation there for what's going on as we speak. Uh, but this is classic. you got this guy over on MSNBC uh, on Andrea Mitchell's show. And he uh, is screaming, uh, his name is uh, Tyramaine uh, Lee, screaming that Ron DeSantis called the shooter a scumbag. The shooter in the, the, the Jacksonville the other day called him a scumbag. And the reason this guy is upset on MSNBC that Ron DeSantis called the guy a scumbag is because that makes him an individual responsible for his actions. And then that if, if, an, if an individual responsible for his actions did this, then you can't say the whole country is full of white supremacists. This is this guy's reasoning. And so, no, you don't want to point to an individual doing something like this and call him a scumbag. What you want to do is say, this is white supremacy, which is all over. Every, every white person in America is, is a white supremacist. And the AP, Associated Press, comes along and essentially backs him up. Uh, essentially says, you know, this this rhetoric that uh, that he's throwing out, that uh, Ron DeSantis is throwing out, the things that he's done in Florida is causing white people to go out and shoot a bunch of black people. So they're upset about rhetoric, and then they engage in inflammatory rhetoric themselves. So your thoughts on that? Well, this is the same game they've been playing ever since Arizona. The Tucson shooting, the climate of hate garbage that they shoveled back then, that was, I think, a low point in American politics for the Democrats, and they've managed to go lower than that since then. But remember after the Tucson shooting, there was a full court press. Sarah Palin caused those shootings with a map that, that she made. It was The shooter must obviously have been following Rush Limbaugh's orders. That's, that's what they told us back then. And this is exactly the same thing. That Associated Press piece you mentioned is absolutely nauseating. Yes. It, it's a straight-up hysterical 
hysterical. The reporter's a nut job. He shouldn't be allowed near a keyboard again for the rest of his life. It's just this screed that this reporter crapped out out of his own dark imagination where he's whipping up this fantasy about how armies of white nationalists are taking orders from Ron DeSantis and shooting black people. It's just insane. It's absolute lunacy. But they think it works. They think it worked after Tucson. They think it works every time they do it. And then every time a left-winger kills somebody, remember the tranny shooter? We had the transsexual shooter. We weren't allowed to see the manifesto. The media made that story disappear in 48 hours flat. Every time there's a lefty shooter, we're not allowed to talk about how that might have been connected to Democratic rhetoric in some way. It's strictly a one-way street. You had this guy's manifesto from Jacksonville in less than two hours everywhere, and we still don't have the Nashville one because, as the sheriff up there said, it would be too inflammatory against transgender people in this country, so we're going to bury it forever. And, of course, the FBI is where evidence uh, goes to die. Uh, John, that's why we love you. That's why we appreciate having you on uh, every Wednesday. So stay safe and, uh, and, and stay as dry as you can in the middle of what's going on right now. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you next week. John Hayward, Breitbart.com, Dr. Zero, Year One. Donna, your call is coming up. Texas, Rhino Shield for your home. Don't go back with old paint on your home. Go back with Rhino Shield. If it's time to paint your home, it's time to go with the ceramic coating. It's not paint. Looks like paint. Goes on like paint. It's not paint. Eight times thicker than regular paint, Rhino Shield comes with a 25-year non-prorated transferable warranty against peeling, cracking, and chipping. Plus, plus, here's the beauty of it. It adds insulation value to your walls and your roofs. It reduces energy bills, and it's mold and mildew and fade resistant. Put it on and forget about it. You don't have to worry about painting your house. Again, Rhino Shield. I want you to see it, and if you'll mention Trey Ware, you're going to take $500 off your Rhino Shield application. 855-RHINO-TX, 855-RHINO-TX, or just simply log on to TexasRhinoShield.com. Mr. Electric, make sure your home has a good... Hello, phones, and Donna, you're on KTSA. Good morning, Donna. Good morning, Trey. I have a question for you and for all the um, uh, folks out there in Radio Land that know anything about cars and gas. Uh, Monday... Uh, I was uh, catching news reports out of Twitter now called X about um, contaminated gas being sold in Florida, 29 gas stations. My question is, how common is that? The news reports say that that was human error. And I could see one gas station being human error, but 29 gas stations uh, does not. I mean, I, I just can't buy that as human error. And what does that do to the engines? And what is that going to do to those people that uh got that contaminated gas and how does that happen well you got there's a lot of questions in there first of all and thank you for the call don it goes back to the refinery uh apparently what happened was a switch somebody switched in the wrong direction now a lot of this is done by computer in in modern refineries it used to be the old days they'd have to go out and turn a switch and you know the, the oil was refined in, in that manner into those big tanks that maybe you see between here and and corpus on i-37 um apparently what happened and now it's all computerized apparently what happened switch and yes either gasoline was put into a diesel tank or diesel was put into a gasoline tank now the last i read about this they hadn't decided which had happened and then how it got to 29 stations was the trucks came and they loaded up and they went out and started delivering that tainted gas to 29 stations is there anything nefarious there? I kind of doubt it. I, I Maybe, you know, you'd have to look at the guy or the people that were in charge of the switching and filling this tank with that and th that tank with this and so on. Maybe. I mean, I'm not ruling out something nefarious, but I'm not ruling it in either. Uh, actually, Donna, I'm just saying it could, could have happened that way. And as far as 29 stations, the distribution, they all come from the same place, just so you'll know. When you go buy gasoline, with very few exceptions, I think Shell is one, ExxonMobil is one, uh, Chevron is one. Those come from their own refinery and their own tanks and their own, you know, uh, chain of cha chain of command. When you buy, say, uh, gas from one of the grocery stores or from one of the big uh, retailers or whatever, and you pull it into the pump out front, well, then they get their gas, most of them, from the same place. So they could literally pull up to the tank and they could fill up the truck and then drive it straight to just say the grocery store chain and the, and the trucks can stop at all these different grocery stores. 
Now, how common is contaminated gas? Well, believe it or not, gas can be contaminated on a regular basis. Not necessarily the kind of contamination you and I are talking about right now. But there's a certain amount of junk that falls down into the bottom of the tanks on property. So that's why it's always been said. I don't know if you've, never, if you've ever heard this before or not. If you pull into a service station and the big truck is there and they're loading up the tank underground, drive on. Go to the next place that's not doing that. Why? Because while he's dumping that, t- that, that fuel down in there, that six to eight inches of sediment down at the bottom is getting all mixed up. Think about a glass where you put some powder in that glass and then you put it under the faucet and it gets all mixed up. Well, that's what's going on in those underground tanks when those guys are there filling. So you want to come back. You want to go somewhere else or you want to come back another time when they're not there and all that sediment goes back down to the bottom. So that's what I know about. Now, I'm not an expert at it. I'm just I've lived a long time, been around vehicles a long time. Uh, is is there something going on? I, I would say if you want to look at something going on, look at all the food manufacturing plants that have burned suspiciously in the last two years and look at the refinery fire over in uh, Louisiana this past weekend. I would look at that as suspicious before I would necessarily say some tainted gas ended up diesel got mixed with gasoline and was sent out to 29 stations. She also asked about the people that filled up their cars and what it would cost them because i know you know what this cost Uh, i know what it cost especially on a diesel engine horrible it's absolutely horrible what do you do an insurance claim on that Uh, that's a good question Uh, well i I don't know that you can Uh, and that's that's a really really good question i foresee a massive uh class action lawsuit you know that's the only thing i uh, it's the only way I, i i don't know I mean, possibly you can file an insurance claim, but I would doubt it. I would think that you're going to see a massive uh, court case uh, where you're going to have a ton of people that have uh, engines that are affected. You cannot run diesel in a gasoline engine, and you better not run gas in a diesel engine. It'll be over with in no time. So there you go. All right, uh, Warren and Ryman coming up. I want to tell you about our friends over at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. For anything that's going on with anybody in your family, Laurel Ridge is here to help. I'm telling you, you know, stress, anxiety, it's real. And especially right now, because there's a lot going on, you know, the world seems like a crazy place. We talk about it every morning here. But in addition to that, back to school time can be a pretty stressful time. I don't need to tell you that now, do I? You know that. And it's tough on the kiddos, too. So if you've got a kid who's struggling or if you're having a tough time or maybe there's a, you know, another issue, there's some sort of addiction that's going on. Your friends over at Laurel Ridge are here for you. They've been around since 1987, and they have been providing a caring and compassionate treatment for young people and adults for depression, addiction, a wide variety of behavioral and psychiatric issues. They offer free assessments 24 hours a day, and all you got to do is give them a call at 210-491-3591. They're basically here for you. Anytime you need inpatient treatment, weekend treatment, whatever, Laurel Ridge is here for over 35 years. Saving lives, healing families, creating hope. Discover the difference that Jesus Christ can